Come on, church, lift your voices. Glory, 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 glory. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. And I just want to say this. We love, we love Jesus. We love him so much in this church that it might seem very peculiar to some people. But that peculiarity is something that is so common to who he is. And things in this earth will grow strangely dim. Things in this earth are going to grow so strangely dim for all of us as we yield ourselves to the Holy Ghost. I want to read something to you real quick, and then we're going to welcome our pastor up here. And, and I pray that all of our hearts are so ready so yeah. to receive everything that the Lord has. And thank you for all participating and yielding to the Holy Ghost. This came out in the forum uh, last weekend. A greater definition. I don't know how I, this, I'm just going to read what I have down. Greater definition is going to come to leaders of the flow of the Holy Spirit. A greater ability in the body to overcome the predictability of a service. Amen. Let me read that again. See, church, every time we come together, I don't believe the, uh, the disciples and apostles ever, ever, ever came together, you know, with a structure. They came to worship the Lord and to have an encounter with him. And then from there, it just went hop, 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 hop. I mean, you know, it's like the Holy Spirit just kind of took over. Great. There's going to be a greater definition to leaders, a lot of leaders do not know how to flow with the Holy Ghost. True. We're not saying this because we know it all. We're not saying it. We say it in true humility, but we've seen the lid trying to be put on. But I'm going to say this, and I'm speaking a prophetic word to all of you right now, that there is going to be such a great outpouring in the Northeast Corridor yeah. that is going to just blow everybody. I'm telling you something. It's going to blow up things. It's going to shake up things. It's going to move things out, and pour, God's going to pour things in. Do you, under, do you hear what I'm saying? There is going to be a greater move of the Holy Ghost, a greater understanding that's going to come. Amen? A greater understanding of the Holy Spirit. And it's not just, I'm telling you something, God is going to line up and align, just like in a military, just like in an army. He's going to start realigning his people to be an army and to be the militant ones. And I know this by the Holy Ghost. I know this through prayer. I know the things that God has dropped down. And I know the things in the urgency of the hour. But here's the thing. We don't ever put ministers down. We don't. 
We understand, just like at the foot of the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The ones he had the strongest problem with was the, was the religious leaders. And they were the Pharisees and the sad, you see, because they didn't believe in the resurrection. But you guess who resurrected on the third day? Jesus resurrected on the third day, and he was trying to prepare them the whole time. Sadducees, so that was the correct name, sad, you see. So those Pharisees and Sadducees, but a lot of them gave their lives to Jesus Christ. After the resurrection, Romans that crucified him gave their lives to Jesus Christ. After the resurrection, many do not have an understanding church because there's a lot of fear the devil brings in moving in the supernatural and moving with the Holy Ghost. There's a lot of misunderstanding about tongues and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to tell you, hon, God's going to ignite that in the, in the Northeast Corridor. There is going to be a flame. There's going to be a fire. There are seeds that have been planted over and over again by revival ministers that have laid their lives down at the cost of anything, being threatened, being tortured, everything else. And nobody knows everything that they have gone to unless you read some of it in the book. And even then, when you read in the books, they don't tell it all because they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. They're not going to tell it all, but there's a cost, everybody. There's a cost for you to lay your life down, to be inside-out worshipers, to be people that are on fire for God, to be people that are committed and consecrated and sold out and sanctified by his word that says, I'm going to do it God's way and not my way anymore. There is a cost for every single one of us. And Jesus is saying, will you embrace my cross? Because there's a cross for you to carry. And that's a death to self. Our self does not reign. It's a reminder that we do not reign anymore, church. There is such ungodly impurity that is going through even in the church. An unholiness. And there's a purging and a fire. And that's why I love to worship the Lord with all my heart. Because grace of what he's done for me. And I'm not ashamed of it. And if I could do flips around here, I would do flips because my spirit is soaring when we come together. I can't tell you the physical healings that I've received when I've joined up with the assembly of believers. And when we started worshiping the Lord, there's power in assembling together church. But when we sit there and we're too ashamed, we can't say amen, glory. And things like this, it's like, wow, what's wrong, guys? Get the stinking lid off of yourself. Push it off. Come on. And we won't, in this church, I'm telling you, we've been commended by people, by ministers that have said, you guys will even stop the service if it's not going in the right direction. And you guys, the ones here, they know that. We're not hitting it, church. We're not going all the way. Because you know what means a lot to me and my husband? That we, us, we're going to give an account. That these doors are wide open for you. That you can walk in and entertain the presence of God. That we don't compromise the word of God. That we, 
as leaders don't compromise the move of God. We don't compromise his word and what he wants to do. And so what does he have us do to equip, to train, how to flow, how to yield? And so this is what it's all about, the equipping of the saints for all of us to get the job done. It's as simple as that. Isn't that wonderful? But I want to tell you something. There is so much resistance. I'm sorry. What is your name again? Geneva. Geneva. Hey, is that like the Geneva Conference? Yeah. Wow. What happened there? I forget. I got to look that up. Geneva. Wow. A conference with God. A conference with God. Decisions being made. You got to pray it through. You've got to pray this through. Are you baptized in the Holy Ghost? Pray in tongues. It's the only way to pray it through. Pray, 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 pray in tongues. Wow, the conference of God. Wow, Holy Ghost. Let that burn in her in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord, let it burn. Let it burn. I'm saying this with all soberness and seriousness. We need to be in the conference of God and hear what he's saying and embrace what God is saying. These are the days we're living in, everybody. Why churches like this aren't packed out? Guess why? Guess why? The devil hates it. He hates it. Glenn, he hates it. He hates it. He hates it. He'll do everything for you, no matter what it takes, for you not to participate, to get, and to, and to yield, and to be a part. He stopped people from coming, took people out. We know this. Why? Because he hates it. He hates any move of the Holy Ghost. He hates any move and freedom of the Holy Ghost. Woo. Because he knows what happened in the upper room, his kingdom, not only just the cross and when Jesus resurrected. And I can't, we can't wait till that movie that we have been participating in prayer because God gave us a divine assignment. When Jim, we met Jim Caviezel and found out everything, why God dropped things down inside of me. But I can't wait till that movie on the resurrection comes out because it's going to go into the pit of hell where Jesus went and destroyed the works of the enemy. Do you understand that? And the devil has worked so hard to try to prevent this but we have been praying it through and i hope you guys have too but i'm telling you when that upper room when they came together and those disciples you were there disciples the apostles when everybody came together bo you should have been there you should have been there but you can when you read the bible and when you read an acts and you can see it and ask god to show you it i'm telling you there was like tongues of fire came down on them and wants to come down on you wants to come to fresh on all of us on all of us yeah. not on you too i'm telling you god wants to saturate us yeah. we did not get enough of it i'm telling you there's a baptism of fire and the holy ghost it's going to be poured out on us in the Northeast Carter. And for what is the reason and purpose? Is it for boldness? For the power of God. And I'm going to tell you something. The Lord gave me a revelation about tongues. Why aren't people praying in tongues all the time, 24-7? Why haven't you trained yourself how to pray in the Holy Ghost? Because it hasn't been taught. 
Why hasn't been taught? Because we, we're going to offend people. We're going to lose people. Because the people that are coming in are religious. They don't want to hear it. There's devils, I'm telling you. There's devils attached to people that are intimidating. And that's a stinking Jezebel spirit. We'll deal with it right now. Because it's not. They will not control this church. Never in Jesus' name. We have paid a price for this. And we will stay the course. We will stay the course. Because things that we have experienced, man hasn't laid their hands on us for it to experience it. We experience it out of the raw presence of the Holy Ghost. And no religion, nobody taught us. Just like when Jesus said, go wait in the upper room, they didn't know what to expect. That's how we came into the suddenlies from the time we got born again. And yet we knew. And we went before God to make sure, what's going on? Is this you? Is this you? We would go before God. Ministers are afraid. Don't you understand? They're afraid. So don't point the finger. And we're praying for God to move in their lives. And the ones who are going to open up and embrace it, God's going to pour in. The ones who aren't, God will pass by. God is God, and he's going to have his way. Did you hear what I'm saying? God is going to have his way. God is God. He is king. Yes, he is, Margie. He's king. He's absolute king and final authority, and his word is his final authority. And this is this promise of the Father is for all generations to come, even to the end. What? So let me tell you something. Let me give you a little bit of a revelation here. The Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues, Savannah, is so incredibly important. It's so important. You got fire hair. I pray fire of God come on you in Jesus' name and fill you from the crown of your head all the way through to your feet so that baby will be contagious to the Holy Ghost. That baby is marked by God. Pray, pray, pray in the Holy Ghost. I break every generational curse right now off of it in Jesus' name by the blood of Jesus Christ. You are so precious to the Lord. You are so precious, and this baby's going to leap in the presence of God, I'm telling you. Holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. You grab these words and don't let anybody take them from you. And when you leave here, don't let the devil challenge you whatsoever. You turn the devil channel off. Turn it off, everybody. Turn the devil's channel off. It's time we turn it off, all the negative stuff. When we walk out of a Holy Ghost meeting, turn it off. Walk away from it. Get a handle on it. Bring it into the authority of the kingdom of God. Bring it under subjection to his kingdom, his righteousness, his rule, his government, his laws. Amen? Amen. Come on, church. We're not wimps. 
So they were baptized in the Holy Ghost. They gathered together for 10 days. And they met and they prayed and prayed and prayed and they waited and waited and waited. And all of a sudden, yes, and all of a sudden, a sound of a mighty wind came in. I'm telling you something. I cannot get off the baptism of the Holy Ghost because we absolutely need it in this day. We need the word like we never needed the word before. And if you're not filling yourself with the word, shame on you. And the Holy Ghost and fire is going to come on that, on that word. And I'm telling you something. You want to see the miracles? I want to cry inside, but I can't cry. But I can feel the Holy Ghost because there's tears. Because his people won't believe him for what he says. That the Father is commissioning. Too many people are being deceived and taken out of battle. Being knocked off their course. Giftings, graces. People are more concerned about their gift than the character. Come on, say it again, Carol. People are more concerned that their gift will be seen than the character of God. I got the message, hon. Glory to God. If you want to sit, you can sit. But if you want to stand, man, I'm standing up on the inside. How would you like if I just preach from here? Come on. Yeah, you know, fire of God. I'm serious about this. I'm like, I'm, 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 I feel, I feel, I feel, I could just go down. I could do the, oh, grace, down. Down. I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. Jeremiah, down. I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. So, in that upper room, everybody, listen to me. I'm a pacer. I'm a mover and a shaker. That's who I am. And if people have a problem with me, they usually walk out of the room. And they go hide themselves somewhere. No, it's the truth. I watch it week after week when I start sharing, when I start ministering. No, it doesn't. (laughs) And you know what? This is what I'm saying. This is who I am. And I've tried to change. Guess what I had to do? I had to repent before God and accept who he made and who he created. And I had to, Pat, I had to. I had to receive and accept who I was. And when his anointing comes on me, this is who I am. But if his anointing isn't on me, I'm still intense. Yeah, you are. Ask my husband. And there's so many nights I pray for my husband. I caught God. You've given me somebody so special because I'm intense with everything. If it's an advertisement, I'm intense. Dirty advertisement. What are you doing on these channels? Like, it's like, turn it off, hon. Change it. But we sit there and just turn it off, change it. We were watching a movie, and it was just the slightest thing that we knew that could lead and led into something. We turned it off. We've made a decision. My eyes and my ears are consecrated to the Lord. I don't need that garbage. 
I want to see the pure kingdom of God. I don't need that garbage to be filling my, my mind. Do you? No. Holy Ghost and fire. So they waited, and then all of a sudden, the sound. Woo! Suddenly. <laughs> nine o'clock in the morning. It gathered people. Nine o'clock in the morning. Hallelujah. Could you see the church come together? Who knows what time they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. But nine o'clock in the morning, people gathered around that upper room because they heard a sound. And what was the sound? Come on, guys. I told you. What was the sound? No, it wasn't. It was the tongues. Everybody says it was a mighty rushing wind. No, it was the apostles and 120 that were up in the room heard that. They're the ones who heard it and experienced it. But no, you read on in the scriptures, and the Lord's been teaching me and showing me something. It was a sound of speaking in other tongues, and that's why we say, raise your voice. So, when we say, come on, guys, let's pray in tongues. You would not be a candidate for the upper room because you already refuse the power that's in it. Father, forgive us in Jesus' name. Forgive us in Jesus' name. I'm speaking truth, church. We can't baby the church. God wants us to grow the church up. He wants the church to mature. Mature. You can't be in the army of God unless you're mature in the battle that's coming, church. Come on. He's given us weapons. He's given us tools. And the greatest of all is love. And love is speaking from the heart right now. Why? Because he doesn't want cases that are just like shattered apart. It's time for us to hear the word of the Lord and hear what God is saying and do it. And so they were up there and it suddenly came. I can't imagine what they were doing before the suddenly came. Because, see, they were still in the flesh. And I don't think they were acting. We get this picture a lot of times, the apostles and disciples, you know. Well, when I read about the apostles and disciples, they were, they were people just like me, too. And, and they had questions and all kinds of things. And they didn't like each other, and they were competing with each other, too. And even the mothers were competing. My sons are going to sit around your throne. Really? Do you hear what I'm saying? There's giftings in you, Ridge. There's giftings in you, Cindy. All of us have to start moving in our giftings. We have to know what they are and start moving in them because we all have need. But I'll tell you something. If there's no character, we'll be the first there to help you. There's no competition in the Lord. That stinks before my nostrils like it does with God. I hate, hate, so you all guys know, I hate competition. I hate it. So there they were in the upper room. Come on, guys, come on. If you have to stand up, stand up. There they were in the upper room. And it suddenly came in the sound of a mighty rushing wind. Can you imagine what that sounded like? Can you imagine, Val, what that sounded like? I mean, I put myself in there. Man, I got baptized in the Holy Ghost and didn't even understand. I did not understand what the baptism was. I heard it. And I just said, Lord, that would be neat if I could do what he's doing. 
to him. I said, Lord, take my whole life. I was pitiable. I was filled with so much pride and religion. It stunk. I was abused growing up. I had hatred, bitterness, walls. I judged people. That's where I was, Shanna. So you know about some of that. A lot of us do. And when I gave my life to Jesus, I don't know why I didn't see him, but he stood there and all the things that I was saying to him about everybody, what they did to me, his love just kept reaching out. There's such power in God's love. We have to be filled with such love. And that love was absorbing everything that I was saying. And it came further and further and closer to me till I totally caved in and recognized that I was just a stinking sinner. I wasn't Miss Religious Holy Roller. I wasn't that. That I was trying to perform that I was. Jesus received me and came into my heart, Ridge. Vicki, he touched me in such a way I never felt at love like that love. And I went to sleep in his love like as if he was holding me or something or cradling me. I was like just covered in love. Come on, church. He wants to resurrect your yes. testimony. Yes. What is it? Yes. The more I share it, the more I get more understanding of what he did for me. And what really happened? It's not a fact. It was a life eternal experience. You all have a life eternal experience to share with people. Every one of you do. Because you're so precious. And if you are truly born of God. If you are truly born again. And I pray no one in here, and if you're not, I pray that you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and come to the place of the cross where you'll die to yourself completely. Get rid of the stinking songs that are in the world. Turn the YouTube stations off that are defiling you. Come on, I'm preaching good. I know I am. And I know this is sobering. But we got to get our eyes off ourselves, church, and back on him. And three weeks later, I guess it was, hun, I don't remember, about three weeks later, our daughter was so sick. And she was only a couple months old. And I didn't go to church yet because she was so sick. And I had to keep her home. She ended up getting pneumonia. I don't know how that happened because she was in the house the whole time. And she ended up getting pneumonia. And I said to my husband, she was in the hospital for a week. But before that happened, I said to him, I said, "Hun, can we pray for Carrie? I didn't know how to pray. But I knew my husband did because my brother was raised from the dead. Because my husband dead close to probably two hours death certificate the doctors worked on him for 45 minutes 
You know, you heard this before, and I'll say it over and over again, because you know why? Because the cross is just as so alive inside of me. So is my brothers and that miracle. You all have miracles, things that you saw or healings or things, whatever it is. Bring it to life. Bring it to life again. And if you haven't, get around somebody, something, stop. If there is a car accident, stop. Tell them you're a minister. They're not going to ask you for credentials. You are all ministers of righteousness. Go pray for the person. We prayed for people that were dying on the road. So you were with us. Remember the man? And he was Mexican. His blood's pouring out. Had to run. I yelled for an interpreter. I yelled. I yelled for an interpreter. Head split open. Blood pouring out of his ears. His mouth. But I knew there's still breath because he was breathing and I knew his spirit would hear me. And another finally because they're afraid because the police were coming and finally a Mexican man came and he came over to me and he said, I can interpret for you. I said, interpret every word that I'm saying. And I prayed that he would receive Jesus Christ and I prayed him through a sinner's prayer. It comes from praying in the Holy Ghost that has power in it and the fire that is stirred and the flame that continually stays stirred. You want an extension of a heavenly language? Start using your language and ask God to give you the extension of the language of the Holy Ghost that's in heaven. And you'll have a fluent language that just flows. Jesus. Look at my eyes. The joy's coming back on you. The power of God's coming back on you. The authority of God is coming back on you. You are governing your house. You are governing your house. I'm not saying it right. You know what I'm saying. Glory to God. Stand and always stand for him. No matter what God tries to, or the enemy tries to do. God has put authority in you and you stand in righteousness. Stand in that place. W, stand. And so the authority of God came in that upper room. You know what I mean by that? Because God is God. And so the suddenly sound. Can you imagine? We heard it. Might be so old to you guys. I would listen to Brother Hagen teach the same thing over and over again. And every time I got something fresh, every time I heard something new, every time. 
the sound came in our room and I did not know what it was because this is what happened. Our daughter was so sick and I said to my husband because after watching the dead raised and after seeing his life completely change from a pervert to a convert and I'm not saying that being funny it's the absolute truth and from being abusive and everything else and you guys don't even know that but these are things that we walked through and things that we were challenged with and we should have been divorced over and over and over again and even if we got divorced and not married, we would have, should have gotten divorced again. And even if we did, got divorced two times and weren't married again, we got divorced again because it was so bad. Our marriage was so bad. But Jesus had a plan. And see, people are aborting their plans. We become opinionated. And we abort the plan. Now my husband got born again. His face was completely changed with the glory of God and his countenance was completely changed. And he walked in with a smile from ear to ear that I tried so hard for the five years that we were married to put on his face and I couldn't put it there. I was not enough for him. He craved the world and everything that was in it. And I was craving him. And couldn't get it because I thought I could finally have somebody love me for who I am. So when Carrie was sick and then when I got born again, I realized who I really, my spirit was craving for. It was the perfect love, Jesus Christ. And my husband became second place in my life from that day on. From that day on and still is. And I am second place in his life. And Jesus is number one and always will be. Always will be. Because if he's not, then something is really out of order. And that's scary. Wow, we had it experienced at one time, didn't we, hon? And it was scary. And we looked and we said, no, 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 no. We're not going there. Jesus has to be first. He has to be first. We, we, we correct each other. We love each other. If I'm slacking somewhere, he'll say something. If he's slacking somewhere, I say something to him. Come on. Yeah, be real. Come on. That's what husbands and wives, not to control or tear down, but it's to get their attention on, hun, I'm seeing this or hun, what do you say? Or just just these things, but I want to get back to the prayer. So I said to my husband, I said, Ray, can we pray for Carrie? Anyway, my brother was raised from the dead because my husband kept saying, I know Jesus is going to raise him back. Nobody taught him. He didn't have any lesson. He was only about six months. How old were you in the Lord? Three months in the Lord. Gift of faith and operation. The gift of faith in operation. We were telling him he's dead. Right, he's dead. I wanted to tell him to shut up. And I couldn't. Something was like sealing my mouth. I couldn't get the words out. I wanted to say, stop this religious Jesus stuff. My brother's dead. And he 
he kept saying, I know Jesus is going to bring him back. I know Jesus is going to bring him back. So because of that, and our daughter was so sick, I went like this. I said, hon, can we pray for Carrie? I'm really, really concerned about her. I don't like this. And he said, yes. And all the kids were in bed. And we did what I think that most, most a lot of us should start doing. Down on the knees. And he started praying. And he started to ask Jesus to heal her. I didn't know how to pray. Then he started praying in his language. He was just like that. That's how loud it was. Everything inside of me bore witness that it was God. I thought, you never said anything to me. What is this? And I said, Lord, that would be neat. That's how I talked. I probably still would. That would be neat if I could do what he's doing. I had no understanding. Went to bed. He went to bed. He went to sleep. I shut everything down. Eventually, when I went to bed, I laid in bed. You guys heard this. I was facing the wall. I was laying on my side, not facing my husband. Laying there, picturing the cross of Jesus. Night after night after night after night. Jesus carrying the cross for me and the crown of thorns. And always his face was like this. And when he carried that cross, it was like, I just got so, what will we say today, wrecked. I got so overwhelmed. I'd fall apart, fall apart, fall apart. Are you at the cross ever? In your spirit mind, do you see the cross? Yes. Good. Because Margie, that's what we need to do. A revelation of the cross is missing in the church. The revelation of what he paid for and what he said and what happened on the cross is missing in the young people. And I'm telling you, all you need to do is ask Jesus for it and start thinking about the cross. Go to the word. Go to the word of God. Go to the word of God and start reading it. Listen to me. And I started thinking about the cross, and here comes Jesus. I'm facing the wall. And all of a sudden, the face of Jesus goes, turns towards me. And I heard a sound of a mighty rushing wind. I was not scared. I was not anything. I was being filled and baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. The glory of God, which we didn't even know it was, filled our room. It was a cloud that came in at the bottom of our bed and filled that whole area and stayed there. I began to whisper. Nothing else. Listen to me. Nothing else. I didn't move because I couldn't. Because you know when people fall out under the power of God, when the anointing hits them, it's called slain in the spirit. The power of God comes on you, and what happens? You cannot move. And if I was standing, I would have been on my back or on my face or somewhere because of his presence. 
And then I heard my husband. And I could feel him. He sat up in the bed and began to worship the Lord in other tongues. He thought I was asleep the whole time. He didn't know what was going on. You guys have heard this. I'm saying it to you again because when you got baptized in the spirit, was it somebody trying to give you words to speak? I pray not. Or then you came into it. But I don't believe in those kind of prayers. I'm going to help you get jump started. There's no jump start. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. And I totally have faith. And we prayed for thousands to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And maybe there's about a handful that walked away not speaking in other tongues. That was it. Jesus baptized them. And fire, tongues of fire came on them in the upper room. Evenly distributed. God wants us all baptized in that fire in the Holy Ghost. And an evenly distribution. No one has more than the other. But I'm telling you something. You've got to keep yourself fresh on fire inside. They were continually being filled with the Holy Ghost. Who? The ones that were already filled with the Holy Ghost. And because of the forums and us teaching on these and teaching on the gifts and how to move with the spirit and the things and the the experiences that we keep sharing and helping, the Lord showed me this. Jesus told the disciples and the apostles, go in Jerusalem. And go and wait for the promise of the Father. And you'll be baptized in the Holy Ghost. In fire. In power. Dunamis power. Nine o'clock in the morning. Listen to me. Nine o'clock in the morning. Fire fell, sound of the rushing wind. That was for them in the upper room. But a sound at 9 o'clock in the morning filled the whole neighborhood. And they gathered together quickly because they heard their native language praising God. That was the sound. Who are they? They're unlearned men. Where did they learn to speak so fluently? Our language. Several different languages. Several different dialects. Magnifying God through it. We want to know what we're saying. Really? I don't. I don't need to know what I'm saying. I don't know because it's God talk God. That's the exact Greek rendering. God talk God. God in us talking to God. And as you develop it, he will let you know at times what you're speaking. But this is what I want to get to. 
They were filled with dunamis, miraculous power. And when we begin to worship God in tongues and come together and start assembling together and we start praying and worshiping him in tongues, there is a power that is in that tongue. Do you understand that? There is a power, the same power that we were baptized with is in that tongue. It's in that heavenly language. And so we don't show And pastors were up here saying, come on, everybody raise our voice. There, where's the power? What are we doing? What have you been taught? Why are you intimidating yourself? Not your neighbor. I'm not going to pass the buck on my neighbor. I'm responsible for what God has given me. Amen. Amen. Come on. Holy ghost and fire. Holy Ghost and fire. Shangurraba sundribesi dandurumashusu. Hifrata katimasov rambondasa. Hishonosov rambososu. And we stir the flames of fire. Oh, Rabba son, fresh baptism. Samakoshisi of randesakuratahasa. Shimasov rindendendendoshisi. Kantabasho, mama, salavis of rose vrindendendabaso. Hepakoraba. And so it is. We stir up the Holy Ghost in us. We stir up the prayer language that was given to us. We magnify God in this prayer language. We begin to speak mysteries that God has placed inside of us by his spirit. Vrundo, 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 savory, viva, savro, hemam, vrundo, so, so. In the realms of God, you can take into the realms of God. You can begin to sense his presence in the realms of God. And he begins to show and unfold things to you. Caught in the spirit. What is it like, church, to be caught in the spirit? And if you don't know it, then you'll interrupt somebody that is. You'll interrupt them. I was so caught in the spirit at the last forum. And right after it was over, I looked at my husband. Like, I was so hard to come out of it to say to him, I want to go back. I'm caught. I just want to go back because I knew it was going to happen. People started coming up to me right afterwards and started talking and talking and talking. And I thought, I wouldn't disturb you if you were caught with God. I recognize it. Leave them alone. This is holy. Don't touch it. Do you see the things that we need to learn, everybody? 
Oh, a move of God is so wonderful because it does bring joy and strength and Gil's coming in to bring that joy. And we felt from the Lord that we really need that. So I'm going to tell every one of you, yield to it. Friday, Saturday night, Sunday, set it apart. This is a divine appointment. And I don't know all that's going to happen. But we've seen signs and wonders in meetings like them. Just yield everybody. So my God is a holy God. Your God is a holy God. The fire of the Holy Ghost is for us generations to come. And you guys, not only do you need to lead people to the Lord, we're going to get past the door hangers. And we're going to start leading people to the Lord. And we're going to pray for baptisms of the Holy Ghost. Not for you to bring them to the pastors. Iran isn't. They don't have churches. They don't have churches. People are free. Jesus wants us free. Glory. I'm finished, huh? Glory. Hallelujah. Holy fire fall. Teach us your ways, Lord. Because religion has done a terrible job of it. Even the religion of charismania and the religion of Pentecostalism. much error Jesus you said upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it and the rock you spoke of was that which was granted by the father to the person in this case Peter but the rock is revelation knowledge. Because you said to Peter, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Lord, this preaching was not for to fill up time. It was not planned, but it was inspired. Help us, Holy Spirit. Train us. Help us to unlearn 
things that maybe have not been comprehended correctly. But help us to comprehend the things of the Spirit, the things of the Word, the revelation of the Word. Forgive our pride. Forgive our arrogance. Forgive anything in our life, Lord, that has kept you out in the way you wanted to be active in our life. Forgive our sins. In 1 Corinthians 14, 40, Paul concludes these three chapters of chapters 12, 13, and 14. He says, let all things be done decently and in order. What is decent and in order in the assemblies of the saints? It's trusting the leadership of the Holy Spirit to do what God wants to do when he wants to do it as he wants to do it. Hallelujah. That's a setup. What's it supposed to do when you and I are going to get ready to assemble together? There should be an expectancy. Like, oh God, what are you going to do today? No service, cookie cutter. No cookie cutter service. Lord, we're going to gather together as your people, as the saints of the Most High. We're going to give you the praise that's due to your name, bless God. (laughs) As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This is a done deal. This is not negotiable. It's not compromisable. Hallelujah. Well, I feel forced to lift my hands. Read your Bible once in a while, would you? I don't like being told I need to to be louder. Repent of your stubbornness and your idolatry. Repent of rebellion, which is witchcraft. Come on. He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. And this house may not be a fit for a lot of folk. We don't say, I don't mean that arrogantly or proudly. I'm just saying. We're not going to play with this thing of living our lives for God. We don't, God don't need your money. He don't need your gift. It's not yours anyway. It's his. But we all glory to God. He's bestowed it into us. Different gifts and graces. There's such a dynamic and excitement that can happen as we get to open up to him, to to the leadership, and to one another. Hallelujah. Because we want you to excel. God wants you to excel. Everything he's put in us. Now, today, if you're here, I want to just share this with you, not as a criticism. We're going to get you out of here. But I thought this was the Sabbath. Is this the Sabbath? Oh, wait a minute. No, 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 Pastor Ray. Don't put us back in Judaism. Don't put us back in that religious bondage. We're free. God's word is eternal. He is the God who changeth not. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Amen. Ha ha. Shakata. 
when I read the Bible and I see about Paul, Paul say New Testament. Say New Testament. Keep holy the Sabbath. The tail is still wagging the dog. Religion, the culture, sports, all this crap. Demonic influence upon the church. Keep you bound from time. Oh, look, let me get you in in 45 minutes. Give you a quick praise, a quick worship, a quick word, a quick prayer, and get you out of here. That's not church. That's religion. It's man's ways. Hallelujah. Well, now the congregation grew so far. Bless God. We got to get them in. Now have a multiple a bunch of services. So let's shorten the service. No, change your schedules. We want heaven on earth. I don't want a religion. I stopped going to church because I didn't want to be religious. I don't know about you, but I quit going to St. I went, man, St. Mattress and a pillow is an alternative. Because of what I experience in the denominational setting, I can have it in my bedroom. And I realized the biggest hypocrite in church was not them, it was me. This is BC. Come on. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Because we're on the Lord's day and this is the Sabbath. John said, and when he wrote the book of Revelation, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Hallelujah. Paul said arrogantly, proudly to the church, follow me as I follow Christ. No, there was no proud pride in it. No arrogance. There was a leadership, an anointing, and an unction for the function. Amen. Paul paid the price. Come on, somebody. Have you paid the price to be a Christian? Have you paid your price? Jesus is Lord. I wonder, really, is he Lord of our lives? I'm not angry at you. But I'll tell you what, that spirit of Jezebel and that religious devil over this area... That spirit of Jezebel and that religious spirit over this area, let me tell you, it's strong. It is strong. Witchcraft is strong over this area. Paul addressed it in Galatia. Galatians chapter 3, he said, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? How is it that you start off in the spirit and now you're in the flesh? Come on, guys, come on, come on. Come on. I'm telling you, God wants to put a backbone back in his people. Male and female. I'm not talking about men. But I'll tell you what, men, stand up. Stand up in your manhood. Stand up in Jesus' name. One minister said one time, he said, a lot of guys walk in the bar as Wally Cox and they come out as John Wayne. 
I don't know if you know who Wally Cox was, but I'll tell you what. Google search it. You'll get a good picture of it. Now it's time for us to stand up. Listen, guys, you're marked. You're already marked. Hallelujah. Make sure you got your armor on, not armor all. In 1 Corinthians, I'm going to close with this. Chapter 2, verse 10, Paul says, But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. What? What eye has not seen nor ear heard for the, thing, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. What kind of time do you have in your devotional time in prayer? Are you, do you know how to get in there again? Is your time in that presence of God where it's not just you talking, but it's you waiting on him? Holy Spirit, show me, teach me, speak, and I'll hear. Your servant listens. Verse 11 of chapter 2, he says, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Not our soul, not our mind, not our intellect. Our spirit knows who we are. Your spirit knows exactly who you are. Listen, because of the DNA you and I have been born of, saints, is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's living. It wants to do something. It wants to conform us into the image of Christ. Come on. Amen. Help me out. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Paul says in verse 12, Now we have received not the Spirit, Jesus, we have now, <laughs> we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. The spirit who is from God himself. Forget your ham and eggs for a minute. Eat spiritual food. Digest it, God, glory to God. God's looking for warriors, male and female. He's looking for people who have guts. Hell, uh, I know you is. This house is by faith. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. We were of that. But we have now received the spirit who is from God. That we might know that the things that have been freely given to us by God. We're given the spirit of God to know the things that have been freely given to us. Otherwise we can't get it. Come on. Uh, well, Pastor Carol, why does she usurp his authority? She has permission. 
a team. She's not only my wife, she's a colleague in the ministry. She stands in an office. There's no competition. Amen. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter who gets up here to minister or to share, contribute and bless the house for the edification of the church. These things we also speak, verse 13, not in words which man's wisdom teaches. Listen, I hope we have ears to hear and eyes to see. Oh, is it about the, what? They're always talking about praying in the spirit. Get it! Please get it! Oh, I don't really believe, you know... uh. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spirituals. Verse 14, please do not disqualify yourself from being a spiritual person this morning. Because by default, if you don't believe the truth of the scripture, you are disqualifying yourself from being a spiritual person. And if you're content with just being born again and getting to heaven in your pampers. As a 40-year-old Christian, praise God you get there in your pampers. But you're going to miss out on so much of what God has for you. Verse 14, but the natural man, the natural man, the natural man, the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. My wife looked at me and she said, I have the message. I already knew she did. Oh, no, honey, I prepared a message. I need to give it. And you would have got Ray's message. It's anointed. It's good. But God has his finger on this important, not just subject, on the importance of fellowship with the Holy Spirit of God himself. So the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Uh, What time is it? Uh Uh-oh. For they are foolishness to him. Nor can a, 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 a satamande. Nor can a natural man know the things of the Spirit of God because they are spiritually discerned. You now God's done with this crap. If that offends you, don't come back. Because God gave me an acronym for the word crap. Christian rituals and practices. I'm done with the crap. Verse 15. But he who is spiritual judges all things. 
Are you able to, do you have the capacity? I know everybody in here, if you're born again, you have the ability and capacity to judge things that are spiritual. If, if you are led by the spirit of God, not your wisdom and not your intelligence. But if in your spirit, knower, you know, it just sits up here. You could be like, man, this is a new territory. This is different. But I'll tell you, in your gut, your spirit, man, where the spirit of God lives, he confirms it. There's a, uh, I know it's right. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. And then he concludes this chapter with, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. There, Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. How do you and I have the mind of Christ? Through the word. First and foremost, guys, say word. And the spirit. Peter wasn't asking for a spirit of wisdom and revelation. In Matthew 16, he wasn't looking for it. You know, there's no suggestion there that he is like, oh, Jesus. I mean, they're, in the, they're the posses together. Who do men say that I am? Some say you are Elijah, others a prophet. Who do you say I am? Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Blessed are you, for you are Simon, but you shall be Petra. Petros, Petros, little stone. And upon this rock, Petra, large stone, I will build my church, revelation knowledge of the Father. I mean, I'm grateful. I'm glad that we're in a charismatic setting in Pentecostal. I want to be in a New Testament Holy Ghost book of Acts church. That's what I want. Amen. How do you, what's your label? New Testament. What's your label? What denomination? New Testament. New Testament denomination. How about that? The book of Acts, September 29th, 2019 is being written today. And all your names are in it. You ever read in some of the scriptures where you see the people's names being mentioned? Angels are recording every service. Everywhere. Angels are recording it, saints. You better take it to the bank. I'm not trying to be weird. I'm telling you the truth. Our faith, our corporate faith, our love, his, well, of course it's his. Paul said, get not I but Christ in me. Hallelujah. My love brought calamity to our marriage. His love in me and through me brings healing and soundness in our marriage. And they'll do it for you. Okay, I'm ready for ham and eggs. Let's stand, please. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we... I'll tell you, I am so grateful for the, the choreography of the Spirit. If, if you feel like God is drawing you to this place, understand something. 
that our love and our faith is fixed in a way that the Lord would be Lord of this house. And that the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, it's better for you. It's better for you that I go back so he can come. (laughs) My God. Holy Spirit, our faith is fixed and our sails are trimmed. To sail into your ocean of revelation and fellowship and anointing and presence. That we might be become those disciples that you desire us to be, each one of us. Lord, because we know there's a line being drawn in the world. Those who are pro and those who are anti. God, forgive those in the body of Christ who are anti-Holy Spirit. Because if you're not pro, you're anti. And anti-Holy Spirit means to be anti-Christ Spirit. Help us be that proactive. Oh, Sakata, Mandrenea, Brostadevistia Sakarlede, taking our place on the wall as they did in Nehemiah. Let this house, Lord, not exclusively, but because of your divine DNA and your vision for this place, Lord. Again, it's not for pride, it's for obedience. Help us be willing and obedient to fulfill your high calling in each one of our lives. And to steward the grace that you have anointed us with and and put in us. That we could be your sons and daughters. That, Lord, this could be an upper room community. Where in those ten days, those who had so many questions, as Pastor Carol was saying. That, God, there was a synergy. There was a unity that you built over that period of that ten days. That created that atmosphere for you to come in such glory and exactly on the day of Pentecost. Lord, we want a Pentecost experience. We also want to be transformed into your image, Jesus. So please, Holy Spirit, help us. Help us become the ones you you desire us to be in your name. Jeremiah, come here a moment. Oh, this Holy Ghost spit all over this. I want Maya to share what's going on inside of her. Thank you. Let's just worship you. Let's go to you. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Come on, church. Let's worship you. Lord. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. I'm just sensing it's this has pretty much been drilled into us mostly today just it's time to it's time to get back in line the the compromise that's in the church <laughs> playing just playing games with God. (laughs) 
creeps in. It's not just doing. We have to, it's not just, okay, I have to read my word. I have to pray. I have to set time for worship. Stop making it a ritual. Do it because you love him. It's time we screw our heads on straight. It's not about practicing. Get alone with him. Just rest. But get in line with what he's doing. Stop doing your own thing, please. Because it's, I'm just sensing how dark. And this is really something I haven't. Something I haven't really felt before like I know we like you know we're in the last days but just I'm sensing how dark and I know where sin abounds grace abounds too but we have to we have to we have to put the what is it the the walk to the talk let that light it's not a little light you know that song this little light of mine it's not little it's not little. It's time that we take the basket off. Take the basket off. Because there's so much that Holy Spirit places on the inside of us. Each and every single one of us. That's so unique and that he just wants to birth. So, that's it. Yeah, he's talking about the church in general. <sighs> yeah, we're gathered here at 501 Commerce Drive, Barrington, New Jersey. That simultaneously, we are living cells, members in the body of Christ and connected with the entire body globally. Not only globally, but with the cloud of witnesses that are in heaven. We're connected with every martyr that has ever been martyred on the earth in Christ. Okay. Grandson. you just spoke. Thank you, sir. Thank you. He wants you to live out what you just stood for in your generation, in this millennial or whatever they're called now. 
he wants you to stand up for that because that's absolutely correct what you're saying. And the, the message that ne needs to be preached, I'm going to preach it on my internet, uh, Ecclesia, tonight, is that to, be fri to have friendship with the world is to declare yourself an enemy of God. And this is what the body of Christ or the church yes. or whatever wants to, they want to call themselves these days is not understanding. You can sing songs and you can pray and you can do all these wonderful things. But if in the end you're a friend of the world, you're still God's enemy. And this is what your generation needs to make clear to your generation is that you need to stand with Christ where Christ stands. Jesus is not looking for friends. He's not looking to be, you know, worshipped in the sense of uh, an idol. Jesus told us to follow him and to stand with him and to take up our cross. And so this is the call on your life. And the Lord's calling you out now today. He's calling you out and he's telling you to stand up. And you've been being pulled. I don't know. There's some influences in your life pulling you a certain secular direction. And you're trying to do things that common sense dictates. But the Lord has a calling on your life. And he had you come out today to declare your, your stand for a reason, not just to edify the body, but that you would take your stand publicly. So the Lord is calling you. Can I, can I just pray for you real fast? Can, I, can you come here? Yeah, I want to say this while Maya's coming over, but let me just say this real quick. It's a groaning inside. In a, in a spirit, there's a groaning right now that's going on. And I pray all the ones that are like of, of Jeremiah's age, could you just stand? Please, I'm just asking you to stand. Yeah, the ones that are about Jeremiah. Jeremiah, how old are you? Say, say, come on, from 18 to like like 27 or, or 30. Come on, just stand up where you're at. Hallelujah. Oh, Kate's in the back. Thank you, Jesus. Bill! Bill! Thank you, Jesus. Bill! Hallelujah. Yes. Preach Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Not sissy Jesus. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to No. No, no, no. Nor his mother. His brother is back here today. Joshua, come down here. You guys come over here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Kate, Kate, Kate. They're getting Kate. Come here, bud. It's okay, bud. It's okay. Come on. Kate, come on up here a moment. Isn't this wonderful how God's moving right now? I just thought, what, we can't, there's no ending right now. I don't know if we ever end. Acts just keeps going on. We don't end. We don't end. Kate, can you go up there? So 
what God is doing is just releasing Jeremiah that he has a calling of God in his life, but he was groaning really in his spirit about the compromise that's in the church. Not where he wasn't saying this church here, even though we all have some compromise, we got to, God's got to deal with, okay? So I'm not ever, ever exclude that at all. Um, but he always wants us to have fun, everybody. Don't remember that. God loves to have fun, but he's just putting his finger. Because remember, they were filled with such joy, they looked like they were drunk in the upper room. Maya, bud, if, I, if you can, I'm going to, can we help him to stand up? I don't know if you can, but they'll help you, bud. Now I need ushers to go behind these guys. And we're going to pray, let the anointing that's stirred in him now to lay hands on these guys. I'm telling you, God wants to break. Now, listen, when I say this, I don't want anybody ever looking at anybody that's getting prayer to like, oh, not at all. But you represent, you represent a generation. You represent a generation that needs, needs your voice and needs your life and needs the light that's in you to shine. Are you all born again up here? You're born again? Okay. I believe there's such boldness and fire that's going to come on you. Maya lays hands on you. I pray for the groanings of the Holy Ghost. I pray for a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire on all of you. And you know what? Let's do this instead of looking at everybody. Let's turn around because it's too personal. And, yeah, what God wants to do is, is too personal. But you're going to come forward where people will see you. You're going to come forward in the power, might, and strength. You're going to look unusual, guys. Savannah, I'm sorry. You're going to be an unusual person because you know what? You have a lioness inside of you, and you'll bite at things and you'll be I'm telling you God's going to use it and hit for him things are going to turn around in your life and I'm telling you you're going to feel the softness and the tenderness of the Holy Ghost it's going to bring healing to you because that's something you haven't really experienced for you personally and I'm not saying this, guys. This is for there's a lot of us out there that that I can give this word to. But I so need it, and I'm, Savannah, just to let you in on this. I go to him so many times and ask him for for myself, because I know who I am, you know. And and I was always the defender of the defenseless kind of thing, you know. And I have a feeling that you are too. And. Yet there's this tenderness, and but you're going to be aggressive, aggressive in the at the devil's kingdom. I see a brightness of an, the armor of God. I see silver. I see a silver bright armor. It's shining. It is so brilliant. And you 
put this armor on. And silver always represents the redeeming power of God. Redemption. Redemption. Huh? The spoken word of God revealed to mankind. That's what silver means. Let's all stand. Let's all pray, everybody. Let's worship him in the spirit. And I'm just asking you guys up front here, just to, we ask people to lift their hands, open their hands up like the way Kate is worship him. Because you know what it is? It's like, it's not me, Lord. I'm not going to hold on to myself. I surrender everything to you. Yes, Lord. I had to learn to do that. Jesus. Benjamin, I had to learn to lift my hands. I can't keep my hands down. Because I'm totally, I, I, I learned that it was total surrender. It was hard. It was so hard. Savannah, that was so hard for me. Do you, you get it? You understand that? Jesus. Let me ask you a question. Jesus. Can I keep praying? This is the Lord's service. Jeremiah. You know what, guys? We can't just rush through this. Holy One, we thank you for your anointing and your presence. That the four of you up here, your life is so precious to the Lord and to his kingdom and to his purpose. Thank you, Jesus. Maya, lay hands on Kate. Now, receive this for your generation, Kate. In the name of Jesus. Fire in Jesus' name. Shake friend, it was gonna say. Shimbrunda, a sumbo gondoste. She condosed over a say. Thank you for fire in Jesus' name. Shimbrunda, a bon condoste say. Sumbo gondosto. Ben, we met. <laughs> Father, I thank you for Ben. Jesus, I thank you for placing a boldness on the inside of him. Holy Spirit, that the things that may not make sense, you're teaching and you're revealing to Ben. God, I thank you for a boldness and a fire on the inside of him. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I thank you for shedding your love, just being so shed abroad in his heart. That he knows you, so that he knows you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. A spiritual man. Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lower it, Josh. Father, just a little bit. 
Jesus' name. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the destiny. Thank you, Jesus. Bless her, Father. Bless her. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Jesus. Holy fire. Jesus name. Mm. Okay. Yes, Lord. Sweetheart, Jeremiah 29:11. I know the plans that I have for you says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not evil, to give you a future, a hope, an expected end. In Jesus name. <laughs> Lord, we thank you for your presence. Let's thank him. I don't, it's sometimes, you know, like Carol said, we're not going to end. We'll just dismiss. <laughs> thank you for fresh bread from heaven. Thank you for the anointing today upon us. And we're grateful that the anointing in us bears witness. We vow to give you all the glory. All the honor and all the praise. May your light shine, Jesus, through every person in this place in a brighter way. As even Jeremiah said, it's time. Time for the basket to be off and for your light to be seen in all we say and all we do. We love you. May your love for one another increase. <laughs> for your glory, for our joy, and as a testimony to the world that we walk into and the world that walks into here. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Whew. God bless you. You are dismissed <laughs> in the glory. <laughs> <laughs>